Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Barr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for joining us for a back-to-back Pop Talk episode. We did a Pop Talk last week. We're doing one this week. This one is about the Oscars. And of course, we talk about NBC's failed drama series, The Slap. And of course, movies. It's a fun chat. Why don't we just get right to it? Here's my chat with the Of The Show gang. Welcome back, Of The Show gang. Brother of the show, Trey. Hello. Best friend of the show, Rob. Hello. And girlfriend of the show, Justina returns. Hello. Yeah. Well, thank you all for being here. We're going to talk about the Oscars, the Ooh. wins, the snubs, mm-hmm. what was good and what was not. Before we get into those topics, though, some shocking Hollywood news. Bruce Willis, a movie icon, is retiring much sooner than anyone would have expected due to being diagnosed with something called aphasia, which is something that can create serious cognitive issues. We don't know the specifics of his details. We just know that that's why he is stepping away from acting. Pretty shocking, pretty sad. We send him and his family all the love. He has so many classic movies under his belt. And I know there's some movies that, a couple of movies that people might point to as classically bad, but I was thinking earlier about the good movies that he's in, and he has such a wide breadth of great movies that he is involved in. From Pulp Fiction to Die Hard to Wes Anderson movies, you know, Sixth Sense. He's in so many great movies. And Hudson uh, Hawk. Well, that's one of the <laughs> latter categories. Striking of, uh, distance, color. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a great criterion collection, if you ask me. He's got a really a fifth element. I mean, you could go on and on, actually. He's got a lot of really solid movies he was in. Big hole, actually, in the entertainment industry, losing an icon like that. He was truly one of the greats. It's sad, but it's also going to kill Redbox. <laughs> it is. Redbox will never recover from this. You got you, you to watch the, the Red Letter Media. They, they, they released the whole episode. They released two episodes about it. One mm-hmm. about how he got involved in all these Redbox movies, and then they did a follow-up where they they kind of scooped the story. Like it was last week. Was it last week, Trey? Ten days. Yeah. Ten days. Yeah. So yeah, I remember watching it and being like, "Oh, that makes so much sense," because they were basically scooped the story, just basically saying what we've heard is that he's got you know cognitive issues, and that's why he's doing all these movies and why his acting is so terrible in these movies. So sad. But it's it's that's very sad. sad. Yeah. Yeah. Again, all the love to him and his family, and we, we wish them the best and him the best. Let's move on to today's topics, which is just the Oscars, but there are a few different elements of this. We're going to start with what we did not like about the telecast. 
And I guess we have to talk about Chris Rock and Will Smith. Since it's the most obvious disappointing moment of the night, and dare I say it, their legacies even. No way you don't know, but in case you don't, Chris Rock made a joke referring to Jada Pinkett Smith's bald head. And after initially laughing it off, Will Smith walked on stage and smacked Chris Rock, who was presenting the Best Documentary Award. Smith returned to his seat and cursed Chris Rock out, saying twice, keep my wife's name out your beeping mouth. Only he didn't say beeping. He said the F dash 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 word. The joke in question was, Jada, I love you. Can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane 2. The thing is, Jada suffers from alopecia, and that's why she has a bald head now. Reports say Rock did not know that at the time and is taken aback about the whole incident. Smith apologized to the Academy that night when he won and to Chris Rock on Monday. The Hollywood Reporter reported today that Will Smith was asked to leave after the incident. And it's being reported that he refused to do so, which sheds an even weirder light on his behavior the rest of the evening as he was laughing along with jokes and as if he didn't just smack someone and curse him out in the middle of an event. So what do you think of the incident itself and how do you think this will impact them and the Oscars. Trey, let's start with you. I'm glad you pointed out that he laughed at the joke first, because that's what threw me off when it was happening live, because I'd noticed he'd laughed at the joke. And then they cut away to rock. And then all of a sudden you see for the American audience, obviously, they cut away from the video and cut the audio out. But we've obviously all seen the full video by now where he just walked up and slapped him. And so I, I didn't I wasn't one who immediately thought it was a bit the way a lot of folks did, but I still didn't understand what was happening. And and even now we're recording this the Wednesday after the Oscars, even now days to process and, and more information out. I still don't understand how he went from laughing at the joke to walking on stage and slapping Chris Rock, slapping the shit out of him, as Rock said. As Chris Rock did, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not a hot take type person, but the only two things I can figure as possibilities are a will was laughing at an, a previous joke and hadn't yet caught up to what rock had just said, or B he noticed Jada's reaction to the joke or, or maybe Jada even said something. And that's when he walked yeah. up there. And, but, but in, in any event, there is no justification whatsoever for the physical act, even if Chris Rock had known she had alopecia. I don't think there's any justification. And, you know, my initial reaction that night, because I didn't know that she had alopecia, was that wasn't even that bad of a joke. And then when I heard about the alopecia, I thought, OK, I can understand the upset. But but again, with more time to process even if Chris Rock had known, I don't think it's that mean of a joke compared to like some of the stuff that was in the opening monologue that night or, or other jokes that are made right. in those sorts of environments. And as a lot of people have pointed out in the, in the days since, Jada puts all of her stuff out there like all the time. And a lot of it is ridiculed a lot and they sit there and take it. So how was 
this joke, which was really a joke about the similarity and look to the G.I. Jane movie. How was that the straw that broke the camel's back? And I, I, I don't think we'll ever find the answer to it. It's technically none of my business, but, but it just, it, it baffles me. I don't understand it. I know that a lot of, to paraphrase a friend of mine, was kind of talking about how, you know, black women feel like the low end of the totem pole all the time because they're the ones who get all the shit. And that could have played into this. And there was some of that defending. You, you hear like Tiffany Haddish and folks like that saying he defended his queen. He did the right thing. But, but you know, that's the wrong message. I mean, there, again, there's nothing right about what happened. You handle that off screen, off stage. You tell them, hey, she's got alopecia. You, you, you air your grievances. You don't walk up and smack them while he's working. You know, there's just nothing right about it. Oh, no, there's not. Very strange indeed. Rob, what were your thoughts? Well, I, uh, when it happened, the first thing was I was watching it on my iPad upstairs with my daughter. I was rocking her to sleep, and I thought maybe my headphones, you know, I was using Bluetooth headphones, so I thought maybe I'd lost the signal or something, because I thought it was a bit. I really did. And I thought, oh, something's wrong with my headphones. And then my wife started texting me from downstairs. She's like, what's going on? And then I got on Twitter, and then that's, you know, Jason and I were texting each other throughout the entire show. And we were both like, uh, and I think I can't remember, one of us found the clip from like Australia or Japan or something like the real unedited clip where you could hear him dropping the F bomb. And I just couldn't believe it. Like it just seemed like such a overreaction and just didn't, it just was dumbfounding. Cause, cause I, like, what I kept telling my wife was he's about to win best actor. Like he is the safest bet of the night. Like he is going to win best actor. He's finally going to win after all of these movies he's done legitimately great movies and then also concussion do your job sorry but (laughs) but like (laughs) it's so frustrating and i just keep thinking about if he had just taken a breath and thought he could have reworked his speech and actually had gone at gone after chris in a better way and smacked him with his words and his speech and been the bigger man if it really bothered him that much i don't i think but you also have to factor in the guy's under a mega amount of pressure. One, he's one of the biggest stars in the world. He's finally going to accomplish something he's set out to do for, you know, at least 20 years, at least since he made Ali, right? I mean, six degrees of separation, he probably could have won something for, you know? Like, it's it's fair to say. So, I mean, he's wanted this for so long, and he's, a, he's on the precipice of getting it. And he's, what, the fourth? Yeah. Fifth, yeah. Yeah. Fifth, yeah, because I, I keep on forgetting about Forrest Whitaker. But you know right. what I mean? Like, and so there's 94 Oscars, and he's going to be the fifth one. So, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, I can yeah. imagine. And he's been, everyone's talked about how perfect he was the entire Oscar season and his campaign and how well he ran it. I, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I mean, you know, he's not a brain surgeon, but there has to be a certain level of difficulty in that lifestyle. He just broke. That's the only thing I can think. And it's so sad to see someone so beloved break like that but yet we're all human so you know it's interesting to see what the response will be it is disappointing to hear that they did ask him to leave and he didn't leave that's the only part that kind of bothers me i don't know what i would have done in that situation well i know what my wife would have not let me say so (laughs) she would not be cool she would not you know she would have been mortified if i had done that so i don't think i would that was my thing he embarrassed her 
Yeah. Um, and, and as well as himself. And I saw a take from like a therapist who said he removed her ability to respond and he made it about him that like everyone's like, oh, he's defending her. He was doing what he thought a man was supposed to do. And he made it about him. And the yeah. joke was about her. But everything you two just said is actually part of why I wonder if it's if Jada said something to him. Mm-hmm. And, and to some degree sick him. I mean, again, I'm not a hot take person. I don't know that that's what happened, but he doesn't respond in that way usually. And, and she didn't. And the more important part to me going in that direction is she didn't sit there looking like or acting like someone who felt embarrassed by it. Yeah. She, she I, seemed more pleased, if anything. Yeah. I did. I did listen to something talking about how like and I forgot about this, but like when there was the Oscar so white year. And Jada decided not to go, and, and Chris went pretty hard at her about it too. And I didn't feel like I just, that was so hard. I, he went hard at she her. She might was, have. She might have. She might have thought it. it. I mean, he went yeah. after her. So I wonder I mean, if. I, yeah. He, but, but I wonder. But I, he singled her out, and so I wonder if there was some type of hidden animosity, and like, you know, like they they don't like him. I don't know. I mean, at, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that that, that could be there what, too. That was that, 2016. You know, he was about to host. She said when he was announced as the host, she said, "Good luck, my friend, to Chris Rock, but I'm not going to be there because we're boycotting because you know he didn't get nominated." And and something that came out in the Sony hack was that they kind of buried that movie, and that's why he that it was the concussion movie. And um, yeah. Another weird wrinkle in this is that also something that came out in the Sony hack was the fact that the a couple of execs said some mean things about their kids. And Will's response at the time was to laugh it off. He said, oh, everybody disses my kids. That's just the business. And he just laughed mm. it off. So it's so strange that he took this opportunity to do something like that when he had the presence of yeah. mind to have a more magnanimous response when they said something about his kids. So that was really strange. But when it comes to uh, the concussion thing, I just, I feel like all Chris Rock said was, well, how can you say you're not coming when you weren't invited? That's like me and saying I boycott Rihanna's panties. <laughs> like I'm not invited, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I agree like, with you. Yeah. I, I just don't know how Jada is with that kind of stuff. Right, right. That's fair. That's fair. Justina, you were asleep during it. I was washing it out here and it rattled me so much. I actually had a hard time getting to sleep that night. Just because I think there were a lot of other things going on with me that week. But when you woke up in the morning, you mentioned that you had seen it. What were your thoughts? Well, my number one thought was the internet is fast because like you said, I was asleep and, and like, it was the first thing I learned when I woke up, you yeah. know, which, you know, I obviously got on my phone as soon as I woke up, woke up, but like, dang, like the memes were there. The headlines were there. The videos were there. It was like the internet works fast. And then I saw it and I was like, I fully believed it was a bit, you know, like, like watching the video the very first time I was like, oh, ha ha ha. And then like, I saw Lupita's face behind Will Smith as it was happening. And I was like, oh, this is not good. And then another thing that occurred to me was like how much time passed that he just pushed through. 
He stood up from his seat. He walked up the stairs. He continued to walk towards Chris and he followed through and hit him. Like, I don't know, maybe it didn't seem, maybe like when you're in a state like that, time doesn't exist. But I was like, he pushed through, like, like it takes time and effort to do what you did in front of all those people. And right, you did right. it. And then go back to your seat yeah. and like say those things. And he was kind of smiling when he was going up there too. So it yeah, just seemed yeah. like some, maybe something innocent was about to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very strange to me. And then like, ultimately, not much more to say besides what you have already said, but um, very disappointed, very shocked, feel bad for Chris, I guess, you know, and I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Once it yeah, certainly I was, was weird. So I'm looking back at our text message, Jason, and since you were watching live and I was, I had that delay, it was about 927 my time when you said not cool which I think was what when it happened. And then I was, then I texted you at 928, was that real? And then by 936, within eight minutes, we had the footage from Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we saw that it was real. And this we saw it on happened. the world was, stage. Yeah. Because I was asking you, is there a reason she's bald? Because I thought maybe, because my industry actually, when I see someone that I, I, I don't think alopecia, I think cancer. And so I right. thought, oh, if she, is she fighting cancer and just hasn't told anybody? And that, you know, mm -hmm. that, that to me was like, that's my initial thought was that that's what it was. And so, right. yeah, within, within eight minutes, we knew, but it was real. <laughs> that is how fast it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, my thought was that similar to what Trey was saying, this joke wasn't about alopecia. A lot of people are framing, including Will Smith as being a joke about her medical condition. It wasn't, this was comedy math. She shaved her head. Reminds me of Demi Moore in G.I. Jane. Ah, she could be in the sequel. Yeah. That's not a joke about Women a medical condition. So people, a lot of people have that look. Speaking of some of, we referenced her already. Tiffany Haddish did that. Yep. It's just, it can be a look. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like G.I. Jane. I've heard that before. And we're like, or, right, or right. you know, doing it to me. Like, you know, like I remember... Karen Gillian, she shaves her head for um, Nebula Guardians. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, right. And Natalie Portman did it for V for Vendetta. But I'm just saying, like, they did it for a role, just like to be more. And so that's kind of it's it's in the vernacular for some people. Yeah. Right. Some people have called it unhinged, and some people have pushed back on that, saying it's dumb to say it's unhinged. But as someone who's gone on stage to perform a lot and sat through comedy shows a lot. And as a comic, we're always thinking, oh, what would I do with that material? So there are a ton of times where I've sat in an audience and had the thought, this happened last Thursday, where I had the thought, what if another comic from another improv team walked on stage and started performing with this improv team because they wanted to do the scene? And every single time that thought comes to mind, I go, that would be insane. How crazy would it be? It's not your time to be on that stage right now. So him just walking up there when he's not supposed to be on its own is nuts to me. Add the fact that he smacked somebody, that's not exactly hinged. That is out of control. Yeah. And it's completely fair to say that it's unhinged. And it's ridiculous. That was by no means Chris Rock's harshest joke. He said 250 cent would <laughs> You got you took more shots in the face than Jenna Jameson. 50 Cent was literally shot 
by a gun nine times in the face and 50 Cent laughed that off. You're telling me she can't laugh off this mild-ass joke? I mean, my first thought, because I knew she had alopecia, my first thought was, huh, G.I. Jane's kind of an old reference, but the reason she looks like that is because she has alopecia. And then I saw that she looked upset, and I was like, well, I understand why she's upset. But it isn't a mean joke. And so it's just such a ridiculous, over-the-top response, completely out of control. And I think the response is going to be pretty swift on this. Apparently, the Academy is working right now on trying to figure out how they're going to punish him. I don't think they can get too stern if they're not taking Roman Polanski's Oscars away. And, and Weinstein. And Woody Allen. Right, and they keep nominating Mel Gibson. So they can't act like, well, we've got to get him out of here. No, you you got you to gotta come down harshly on him. But I, I think there's a good chance, if they can get him to say yes, that next year at the Oscars, they'll be presenting together. But this situation is so messed up and so strange and... Jim Carrey was absolutely right. This is going to live on forever. Mm-hmm. The video's not going away. Those pictures aren't going away. I think it's going to be pretty hard to live it down unless they do some united front and just keep doing stuff together. Because, like, I mean, Chris Rock's going to have to go on Red Table Talk and they're going to have to do some stuff together. It's not going to happen, but I'm just saying. Chris Rock has a tendency to not talk about instances that involve him when the news cycle is still going on. I think the first time he's going to talk about it is going to be on like the comedy seller stage. He's going to do a surprise visit. He's going to make some jokes. He's probably going to either he's going to do it on a comedy seller stage or they have him present next year at the Oscars. He's going to be like, I should have made a joke about Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) Benedict Cumberbatch ain't smacking nobody. (laughs) There's no universe where he doesn't get an hour special out of this There's oh yeah. yeah yeah he's he's, he's, he's not late until next year he's not he's a <laughs> yeah movie. i mean i seriously think it's smart. gonna be this no, weekend he's not he's gonna, gonna show up yeah. at comedy well, he, I can, he's yeah. on tour now he actually was already on tour that he just paused for his oscar thing and then he's back in boston today so really yeah so it's already stuff, and they, yeah. they they said they sold what was it they sold more tickets in the 24 hours after after the smack than they had and i forget the time frame they said but oh, like I'm the sure. last month combined right. or something it's, crazy like that it and, and and but the oscars if they want to be smart which they're not because we can talk about the rest of the show but if they're smart chris rock host and the yeah. and the opening is him and, and will smith and they and if they can make light of it and make it funny it'll change the change the direction of of, of will's i think career because so yeah. right this now, is going to have yeah. a long cycle this is going to have it's a very good, that's long the, that's, cycle. That, that's the, the worst part of it is that the take cycle the take mm-hmm. cycle is going to be horrible yeah and because we live in a society of takes and everyone's going to have so many takes. dumb ones out there there's lots of dumb ones and you got from all angles and that's what's that's yeah. what sucks that's that's the part that sucks the most is it you know like calling will smith the thug and all this stuff yeah. it's like it's not it's that's like he spent 30 plus years being the opposite of what he did in that moment 
Yes. I'm not going to, I love him. I grew up on him just like I grew up on Chris Rock. So that's part of the reason why I was so upset about it. Disappointed yeah. is a better word, but I was disappointed in him. But I, yet I'm not going to let it be how I view him. I think that's why he got the standing ovation was because everyone in that room has loved him for years and known him mm -hmm. personally. It's, so I think that it was weird to give him a standing ovation, but, and I think they should have sat down, but I think he had just garnered a lot of love and respect in that room up until that day. But in, let me tell you something about respect here, because Chris Rock handled it like a pro. And Lord, he, he continued to con con conduct himself throughout that night as a pro. Wanda Sykes said on Ellen that she saw Chris Rock at an after party that night. And the first thing he said was, I'm so sorry. It was supposed to be your night. You and Amy and Regina, y'all were doing such a great job. I'm so sorry. This is now going to be about this. Mm. That's who Chris is, she said. And that made me have even more respect for him, that he had the presence of mind to say, this was your night and I'm sorry. He didn't owe anyone an apology. And, and I think it would be big of him to apologize to Jada and say, I didn't know about the alopecia. But he doesn't really owe anyone else a, an apology other than that. And that you know was I, really big of him. I, I don't think he should apologize for the joke. <laughs> I don't I think he should so tell. Either. I, I get that he might. I get I that, that he might. might but, I agree but I don't think he should. I don't yeah. think he should. Especially if it comes out that she sort of, if she, if it turned out that she sort of looked at Will like, you better do something. Yeah, get him. Then yeah, then I yeah. wouldn't. <laughs> and we don't know if that'll ever come out. But also, it kind of goes back to like comedy and then. It's it's right. complicated, you know. I mean, right, it's right. it's like, is it? Do we have to apologize for things? Everything you do, and like, do you, I don't know. It 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 gets so complicated. I, yeah, it, yeah. I, it is. I hate it. I hate how complicated it is now to be make a funny joke. You know, mm -hmm. like, gosh, what a yeah. what a buzzkill. Yeah, I, I under I, I would suspect that if Chris Rock had known, he wouldn't have made the joke, or he would have run it by her first. But yeah. He didn't run it by anybody. But I mean, if if he he might have thought to do that if he had come up with, whenever he came up with a joke, maybe he would have had the time to do it. But otherwise, he wouldn't have done it. I I suspect. But like we're all saying, I just don't think it's the kind of joke that requires, unless they're like close friends or something, and, and he didn't know he was going to offend her. I don't think it's the kind of joke to to yeah. do some sort of apology for. That's fair. Yeah. And I don't get the need to. I don't understand the takes that are acting like what he did was so wrong. And literally, he said, Jada, I love you. Can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane, too. How is that so offensive? It's yeah. just I understand why she was uh, upset or however she felt, because it's what she's going through. And that's where I could see like it being reasonable to apologize to her. I don't understand her point of view at all. She has owned mm. her baldness so loudly on her show and sure. in interviews and all these things. And if you don't want people to know about alopecia and you're a billionaire, they don't have to know about it. Yeah. And, and yeah. so her like so loudly owning this so frequently for so long prior to the Oscars. And then all of a sudden, I, oh, my I, 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 
my pushback, my minor pushback on that, Justina, is there are some things where like maybe I can make light of something, Mm -hmm. but but you better not make light of it because, you know, maybe that's how I'm processing. That's how I'm Mm -hmm. dealing with this thing I'm going through. And And you didn't get to control that. And it came in so swiftly. Right. She didn't expect it. I, you know, I don't, that's where I can get her being a little offended or hurt by it but i mean I don't know sometimes you the mothers give their daughters a hard time fathers give their sons a hard time so maybe women give women a harder time yeah and uh no i don't i don't i don't think there's anything wrong with your take i mean it's it's life is complicated it, it, <laughs> it is really complicated it, it, everybody's on facebook yeah. right now and, and instagram like looking for the rule that's, book i'm like there is no rule book well, the, right well that that's also that's the problem but i don't want to get my diatribe about why social media is terrible for society <laughs> <laughs> but everybody everybody needs to need to have a hot take it's like sometimes you can just sit it out you know sometimes, sometimes you, you can just, sit it out for sure yeah you can just say you know what i didn't like what he did that's all you can say that's all <laughs> yeah. You can. yeah or keep it to yourself yeah, to sum it up yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. or you could just like think that thought and not say anything i hate you to take just, that the trauma that women go through when their hair is like okay he was violently bullied. Chris Rock was violently bullied throughout grade school, even in high school. Had some real bad experiences with getting beat. Now he has to see that those pictures from every angle of him getting hit and looking like he's in pain. Are we going to talk mm-hmm. about that trauma? No. No, oh, we're what? not. Then take every fucking seat. Yeah, and also Chris Rock, like he overcame smoky crack he was working for Nino Brown and Judd Nelson and Ice-T didn't get there in time and he died. But somebody only came back to life. I don't understand that, but... That's a lot. Pookie died, okay? Pookie died. He tried so hard to get off that rock, but he got back on it. He never I'm got that one keeper. rib either. You got changed for a hundred... <laughs> I will say as much I agree with you, Rob, about how bad social media can be, but the meme game oh. is strong. It is strong. Jason, Jason had a good I gave Jason kind of a kernel of an idea and he really went with it. He sent he texted it to me. Did you post yeah. it anywhere, Jason? Yeah, I posted it. He put it on Twitter. Yeah, it was uh, good. Yeah, I put it. It's like a, a thread on my Twitter. Okay. So enhanced version shall have it too. I, I tried to make one. Well, I need a better think but i tried to make one of just a picture of will smith and it said when my son calls my wife by her first name <laughs> i also loved one here it's the, so i i agree that the it, it, all of us agree obviously about how bad the smack is and, and oh, yeah, how yeah, it can yeah, be traumatizing yeah. for rock but there's something because of the expression in the still frame of the post smack there's something that almost looks comical about it and then you put the the meme that was my favorite so far is put someone put the everybody hates Chris logo up above Chris. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Chris even had to laugh at that. He actually um, actually when you watch the unedited one, he laughed and said it was a GI Jane joke. He was so listen. I want to get was, to how yeah. great the actual hosts that were that night, but talk about handling it like a pro because first going wow. Will Smith smacked the shit out of me was hilarious. And then yeah. saying, dude, it was a G.I. Jane yeah. joke. And then he said again, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. He goes, I'm going to. Yeah. Like- <laughs> so funny. And then when he announced 
the that summer of love, a summer of soul one. He said uh, he started naming the names. He goes Quest Love and four other white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the thing that sucked about that was it was that four white dudes. It was that four it was white three dudes. white dudes and an Indian guy. Yeah, and that yeah that kind of sucked. Like because uh, I was listening to a podcast and like these guys were friends with. They were really. They were really disappointed that he wrote that that Will Smith wrote that award because that's such a good documentary. For sure, and, yeah, it's a great yeah, documentary. And the the fact of what they did on that documentary is pretty amazing. Like get all that footage, mm-hmm. all the work they did, and restore it the way they did. Yeah, they they did a phenomenal job. Also, can I just say that concussion is god awful, and he did not deserve to get nominated for the Oscar, <laughs> and his accident is terrible. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, he's gonna have to do a lot to get back in good graces. Go get a job. Tell the truth. That's the thing. Oh, they the are truth. not gonna tell the truth about this story. All right, enough about Will. That's enough. Let's talk about. I feel like we've talked so much about what was bad. Maybe we should just move on to things that were positive. Oh, no, can I can I talk about something that was bad? Okay, yeah. Because this, this is, is actually one like- extra. This is the thing that was actually, well, there's two things, two things. One, they barely saved time by not showing the other categories. So just go yes, ahead and show them. It still so, ran over by what, however many minutes. 30 minutes. So just go ahead and show that stuff because people have worked their lives for those awards. So maybe oh, like show them. And also maybe like, let me see Samuel Jackson get a Lifetime Achievement Award. Absurd. Um, oh, what Absurd. the hell was that? Yeah. Let me, let me watch Samuel Jackson give that speech because he's a great actor and he deserves it. Yeah. And then the third thing, third thing, this is my biggest one. If you want to get more people to tune in, how about you start the show with the most popular song in the world right now, which is We Don't Talk About Bruno, and let the actual cast perform it and don't have Megan The Stallion do an Oscar-themed rap during it. I it loved was, her. No, it was awful. It was <laughs> awful. I didn't was, listen to a word she out. said. I just listened to how it sounded and looked it, at her and was like, yay, Megan Thee Stallion. Do you know that? Well, also, I have small children and we listen to Utatu every day and I earned the right to watch them do it live correctly. And they cut out my favorite <laughs> parts of the song. And so I was like, for this awful rap, it wasn't good. So I'm like, oh, this is really edgy, guys. Like, I let's, just really let's, love you, her. <laughs> I don't care. I don't. It wasn't. I mean, it could have been Jay Z rapping on it. I would have been bad. I don't. I want mm. to hear. He told me that the bit. You know, but I love that part. So I'm. Well, okay, that's fair. So let's not. Talk, let's not. Talk, don't stop. I don't want to talk about Bruno. We don't talk about. Okay. It. We don't. Let's talk about the positives. So I will say, concur, concur, concur. With Rob, I do agree with those, except for the Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, I like Megan Thee like Stallion. Megan yeah, too. yeah. Let's talk about some stuff we liked. Let me go first. I'm Rogue. glad white men can't jump. Got some love, especially because it's in the SCO for all the basketball movie bracket episodes. <laughs> Hell yeah, people! Mm. And the hosts were solid. I thought all three of them did a really great job. Schumer's like one on like like solo moment kind of felt like a solid monologue as itself her coming out after the slap and and oh she did she, great she had a killer joke there i thought uh it was cool to see wanda get her own moment and i liked regina's covid bit i hated but i hated wanda's advertisement for the for the oscars museum 
It really? wasn't super funny, but I just liked that she had the moment. She had. A I would rather. I would rather her get something else. I liked it when she actually came out as as Richard Williams, and she was in that. That was. Fun. I thought that. I thought that part was funny. I thought that was really funny. I thought it's that's fun. like the best. One. They should funny. definitely host again. It's oh. interesting to me that you didn't like neither of you liked the museum bit because so that happened well before the slap. And, and, and right. when I was watching, I typed, "This is like a Chris Rock bit." because <laughs> it was kind of like when Chris Rock did that bit where he went to people in like at the Magic Johnson theaters when he hosted the Oscars that year mm-hmm. it was that kind of feel and the kind of jokes there wasn't a ton of material to mine from the museum which is why it wasn't that funny but but Wanda I think did a good job of finding the things Be to make light of but, but, that, but, that, but that's my problem is I would much rather like so I had to lose Samuel Jackson's Lifetime Achievement Award so she could do an advertisement for that museum. That's oh, why. That's what. Such yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, and so that's why totally. I didn't really like it. Yes, that's I didn't yeah. think of it in that context. That's a yeah. good point. Mm. Yeah. Very good. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Rob, was there anything you did like? Yeah. Yeah. Rob. I liked- <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, I like that. Uh, I like that I went for ten for twelve with my predictions. Oh, so. oh my gosh! I mean, I went eight and a half for twelve. I got like yeah. three. Yeah, you're really just you know when I saw yours, I was like, bless her heart. Bless your heart. Like even before the show. A girl can all saw... yeah, I'm like Jesse Plymouth's like Je- no one thought Jesse Plymouth, like all the cast. <laughs> Cody was the one that might win, but it was yeah, a lot of that stuff was and that's the problem with the Oscars. A lot of that stuff's kind of like if you know if you like yeah, like as soon as the only one I missed was I thought that Maggie Gyllenhaal was gonna win best adapted. But the director of Coda won that, but she wasn't nominated for director. And I should have thought of that. Like a lot of times they'll give the best director to somebody else sometimes, but if they wrote the script, a lot of times they'll win that one. Or like in the case of like Jordan Peele, like he won for the, for Get Out for the script, but he didn't win for director or the the film didn't win because they like fish fucking. So but no, I thought that I thought, you know, obviously my highlight of the night was when Troy won supporting actor. I thought that was a beautiful moment. Oh, I thought um, that was too. very nice. Yeah. And I can't re- I can't remember the, the lady from Monari's name, the actress who gave him. Yes, but I thought she, she did loved him. Such a good job with that. And like it was just a really beautiful moment between the two of them. And like it was kind of like one of those where it's like this is where like Oscars can transcend the world because you got, you know, an older Korean actress who actually won an Oscar for a movie that she only spoke Korean in <laughs> and, and like, and, and then now you have a deaf man win the, you know, the totally. award and yeah. it was, and he well-deserved it. So, I mean, I yeah. thought that was, it was, a, it was, that was a really uplifting moment. I thought, even though I didn't really like the song and I didn't think it deserved the Oscar, I thought that Billie Eilish and Phineas did a, a really great job. They did. I don't think I, it deserved the Oscar. <laughs> no, I thought that, I thought Love that Lin-Man, I thought Lin-Manuel should have gotten it. Um, I agree. And I, I really liked, actually, I know it was kind of hard to watch, but I just really liked how sweet and kind and, and what, like, she seems like, so Lady Gaga seems like such a wonderful human being. And that she was, was so, sweet moment. Yeah. And she was so wonderful. I mean, Liza Minnelli probably should not have been out there, That's but it was kind of sad. Lady Gaga handled it so well, but yeah. It felt a little ghoulish, but like, she did such yeah. a good job. And like, she felt Saying like I got sincere. your back like that was yeah, so sweet. I thought that was so nice. And like, but she didn't, yeah, I mean, they could have easily just cut her off, but she, she was just really good in that moment. 
Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. I really liked, I think her name was Shaw, the director of Coda. I just really liked what she said. She dressed up like a disco ball. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought that was great. I will say just for point of reference that uh, none of us correctly picked original song, but it was Trey's Dark Horse. And none mm. of us correctly picked adapted screenplay, but it was my Dark Horse. Mm. For purposes of uh, when I was tracking everyone's wins, I even before we got to the song, I I, I counted Dark Horse as being correct. I didn't count it as like a half. So I gave you a full on. Uh, no, 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 no. You nine and three. No, no, the, the whole bull. I did it to Dark Horse the entire time, but I I picked a winner. Because that's what you do. That's you true. Rob the was the only one to pick original screenplay. Belfast uh, should not have won. And, no, um, I should not have, but I knew original screenplay. Right. And yeah. you picked Coda to win Best Picture because you were saying the Academy hates Netflix, but Coda's an Apple TV Plus thing. Let's see the thing is that Apple bought that movie at Sundance. Netflix true, true, makes true. movies. People mm-hmm. hate Netflix. Hollywood hates Netflix because they monopolize all these stars <laughs> and they, they do, they monopolize stars and they're trying to buy an Oscar and they still can't do it. So uh, you're probably, I'm not saying that the take is wrong because that is probably their attitude, but I am going to say it's a dumb attitude because they buy Oscars too. So they're full yeah. of fucking shit. <laughs> they are. But, um, well, but they, but they buy it, but they buy Oscars and they put the, but they put the movies in theaters. True. So yeah. Netflix does just enough to qualify. Exactly. It's weird that they have are holding a grudge like that. It makes it yeah. super bizarre. But if they don't want to help Netflix do the same thing they're doing, I guess uh, there's some sort of logic in that. I knew that that Netflix would never win an Oscar when Roma didn't win, because oh, interesting. Ro- yeah, Roma was one of the best movies I've ever seen, and it made me cry like three times, and mm-hmm. I could not. I could not believe it didn't sweep everything. Like, so, I mean, now granted, they do get respect. They get lots of nominations. But, I mean, if Martin Scorsese can't yeah. do it, like, it's just David, so strange that they will give them all those nominations, but not give them the actual award. Just, you no. know, what did you feel about the winners and what did you like? What did I feel about the winners and what did I like? Well, I felt like all the winners, like they got them all wrong um, because none of my, I wanted- Well, they got two of them right. You got two two right. right. Yeah, 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 we we all picked Will Smith to win. As a kid who grew up in the 90s, that made me happy. Mm. But I loved Power of the Dog so much. Mm -hmm. Like it really like, I don't know. That was like my movie of the year. I really, really enjoyed that movie. So I, for that reason, I wanted it to win. But all the other winners made sense, and I really enjoyed the Coda supporting actors uh, acceptance speech. That was so nice. And oh, West Side Story a supporting actress. What was her name? Ariana. Ariana DeBose. Yeah, I I was happy about that. Okay. I thought yeah, she, she like great. deserved that. And like, that's like, oh, like for Rita Moreno to sit there and like watch that speech, like that was yeah. so magical. Yeah. And yeah, and then other moments that I liked, like. As has already been mentioned, Amy Schumer's coming out to, you know, after that after the situation. Slap. Yeah. But also, we both got a kick out of the bit she did with Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. Yes, which Dunst. I didn't see, but you told me about, and it was so funny about the seat filler. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Trey, what did you feel about the winners, and what did you like? 
So I'll start with the what did I like? I, I did like all three hosts for, for the reasons that yeah. you all said. I did. The one wrinkle, though, is I think the weakest moment, not because of them, but because of the pacing of trying to balance them was when they were all doing the monologue together. There was just something not quite. It wasn't like when Tina and Amy did the Golden Globes. It wasn't that kind of banter. It was like, here's your line. Here's my line. Here's your line. Here's my line. And it just it took away, even though the jokes themselves in a vacuum were funny. There's just something about that style of doing it that wasn't quite right. So I was happy that they got their own shining moments. Smart yeah. madness. <laughs> so it was Three it was shining good. moments. <laughs> but but you know, they were good. I, I liked them. And the, the thing I enjoyed most was as I was watching, I was keeping track of all of the predictions that that we each had made. And there is this glorious moment where I, where I was like, wait a minute. One person's getting everything right. <laughs> One person's getting everything wrong. Are we going to be able to keep this streak going? And I was like rooting for like the, the double perfect night until I realized that it wasn't possible because mm. everybody picked Will Smith. But I was like, oh, man, uh, yeah. can, we, can we get the, the, the everything right and the everything wrong <laughs> predictions at the if same we time? If we had picked, um, if we had done all 22, I think I would have gotten almost all of them. Like, honestly, because I'd listened to some stuff and I read stuff. I don't, you know, I cheat. I actually do research of stuff I haven't seen. But I mean, I, I knew Dune was going to sweep the technicals. I knew that Corella was going to win Best Dress because, and that lady was great. She was so much yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah uh, she was. That was a good acceptance speech. Yeah. yeah. But you know, like it would, it's just, I knew, I do, I knew Dune was going to sweep everything for its technical stuff. And so mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be another Mad Max Fury Road where everyone was just amazed at how amazing it looked. But it just, it didn't have the acting performances, nor did it wasn't a complete story. And so that's why I like, you know, was like, I could see why it could win Best Picture. It was also financial success on like some of the other movies. But I just knew, like, you know, that it just, it wasn't a complete movie. It's part one of two. It's not like yeah. Godfather. Godfather is its own movie. Godfather 2 is its own movie, technically. Like, you could watch Godfather 2 and not have seen Godfather. You could yeah. do some stuff, That's you know? True. And but be blown away by it, yeah. And be blown away by either one of them. You could. You didn't have to have Godfather 2 for you Godfather. You really didn't have to have you, Godfather 3. But it's it's the same reason. <laughs> just when I thought they were out, they blew away back in. <laughs> I just didn't. I, you know, because it wasn't a complete story, I didn't think it just stood a chance. Mm -hmm. So I did appreciate the fact, even though we didn't get the two perfect predictions, that Rob and Justina still mirrored each other, 10 and 2 versus 2 and 10. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's yeah. Good. Now, I, I can't say too much about my picks, aside you know, from the fact that I also had a losing record on my picks. I mean, I, I went with the uh, mascots when I was picking. Uh, <laughs> picking yeah. my, but... You know, I basically I'd listen to these critics on NPR when I was driving home that that day. It just got lucky with it. And basically everyone hated Don't Look Up out of that group of yeah. critics. And uh, they thought Will Smith was due. Jason actually said to me he would be angry if Belfast won anything. <laughs> but I picked Belfast. I picked Branna for director because mm. these critics were talking about how they thought Brano was due and that none of the pictures blew them away. 
And so you it, often in Oscars, when something like that happens, then it goes to the person they dislike the least, or or in this case, right. maybe like as, as a person prestige. the most. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they so that's why I thought that Brandon was going to win director, but to Rob, I think Rob's the one who made the point earlier. They gave it to him for the writing. Mm -hmm. uh, probably for that exact reason. Yeah, that is, and that's why I if they were going to give it to someone other than Jane Campion, it should have been Steven Spielberg. My two cents. Well, well, oh, you're talking about for director, okay? I, but like, right. I knew, I, I knew that Campion was going to win Best Director because she's won all the Best Director awards. So, like, and she won the DGA right. and stuff. So I kind of figured right. that was going to happen. But it was, I was, I was conflicted on whether she would win adapted screenplay. Or if Maggie would win, because Maggie was getting a lot of, Gyllenhaal was getting a lot of press, and like it seemed like yeah. maybe that was, you know, like that was her first film she directed. It was actually a really good movie, extremely mm -hmm. depressing, but it was good. And so I thought she was going to win, but I didn't account for Coda. And I forgot that Coda was actually adapted from another movie, a foreign language movie. And so I should have picked that if I had thought about it. But I was like, I was like really thinking, well, it should go to Jane Campion because, but then no, they're going to get her best. They're going to give her best director, and so that I, I didn't. I feel bad about that one. Yeah, I like Kenneth Branagh. I just was sort of so okay with Belfast. Yeah, I was so abundantly okay with Belfast, <laughs> and there's something in that at towards the end that they did that was so out of con like they put something in out of convenience so they could do something kind of is ultimately kind of corny at the end. And I thought, if they're going to nominate this for best picture, when it has this sort of thing in it, then they need to stop not giving stuff to movies like Spider-Man No Way Home or stuff like, I mean, you can't, you, you don't really have a leg to stand on because it was still sort of like schlocky in moments. I really am surprised it was even nominated. Have you watched the Otis trailer yet for, for No Way Hill? No. Oh, yeah, I watched it I wanted earlier. to see it. I and doesn't that ruin the movie? Because the reason why I think everybody likes the movie, so it shows, like, what Andrew Garfield's, spoiler, if you don't know, that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in it. So, uh, yeah, when Andrew Garfield's reveal, they showed him and everyone's clapping and stuff, and, 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 and then they showed it, like, how you're going to watch it at home, and it's just the scene, and there's no noise in the crowd. <laughs> so this is the scene, and it's not as dramatic as you think it is. It's not. <laughs> it's, well, the way they edited it for the yeah. honest trailer wasn't as dramatic, but in the but in the context of the movie, is great. Yeah, I think it's still great because I saw it with a great crowd. Justina always sees these movies after the opening uh -huh. weekend, so I saw Endgame with an amazing crowd, and then saw it with like a real tepid crowd that didn't even seem to understand Avengers movies. And it was the same with No Way Home. I saw it with a great crowd. Then I saw it with a crowd that was like, huh? about everything. And it was seen still it. enjoyable. But you, already, but you saw it with a good crowd. It's the same reason why I, when I watch in-game scenes. Yeah, but their, their literal point is when you watch it at home, it won't be good. So like in that scenario, well, no, they still saw no, it with a good crowd in the theater. If you had watched it, you watched it at home and hadn't seen it in the theater, it wouldn't be the same impact. That's it's what literally true for anything. Yeah, because it's not because yeah. you don't have the noise, but it's not like it was bad. I mean, it's still no, a it great scene bad. that you're excited no, about. But it's just not, it's not, it's not best picture scene. I'm sorry. 
Okay. Well, we're talking- I, well I'm not saying it yeah. really should have been nominated for Best Picture. I'm no, saying it if you're going to nominate Belfast, then no, you can't I, act like... Yeah. Like well, no way home yeah. has no 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 way home need to be in I this. Mean, if it had been a little bit better, I think you nominate it. But like, but you know, I think in games, I think in games should be well. That's what I was because, just about to say. Yeah, but thanks no for, way home is a placeholder. I'm not saying literally no way. Yeah. Like, don't hold me to <laughs> no way home. Yeah, I'm yeah, just saying yeah. like in game or Dark Knight. I'm just oh. saying, just we can't do that anymore. So Jason just said the Dark Knight. I think that movie and. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I think if it were not a superhero movie, you could still do the movie as it was scripted for the most part, just change a couple of things here and there. And it would have been mm-hmm. nominated. Both of those movies would have been nominated just because it wasn't a superhero in there. Possibly. Yeah, I, I think, but I think The Dark Knight definitely should have been nominated. Although I think it was nominated before when it was called Heat. <laughs> but uh, no, no, Dark Knight should have been nominated. And Endgame, because if you look at like Return of the King, I think Return of the King and Endgame are very comparable. Like, just amazing feat, you know, unbelievable how they gave every character their moment and stuff like that. I really think that Endgame should have been recognized. I think you could have, rec- I mean, let me just say this much No Way Home is way better than Don't Look Up. And Don't Look Up has some amazing, some of the greatest actors of all time in it. And yeah. it's a load of bold and i'm as liberal as they come and i thought it was i was like i think i want to vote for well not like trump i would never do that because i'm not a (laughs) sociopath but like you know like you know maybe liz cheney i don't know no that's terrible i don't god damn it adam mckay you're making me vote for republicans (laughs) they made me root for climate change (laughs) (laughs) well is there a martini shot to take on uh, the Oscars? I think we've addressed everything. And I thought it was, aside from the obvious weird stuff, there were some really special moments. Was happy for Questlove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he's getting a lot of love this week. And that was really cool. Any final thoughts? Well, I guess... There's one that I meant to bring up when I when we were talking about Will Smith, and I guess I'll make it my parting shot. Throwback to the sports reporters, my parting shot. In Will Smith's acceptance speech, he compared himself to Richard Williams and, and how he was defending his, his women and all the defending and blah, blah, blah. So the day after the Oscars, the real Richard Williams spoke out through his son. He's, Richard Williams had a stroke, so his son is his spokesperson. Uh, so he said, we don't know all the details of what happened, but we don't condone anyone hitting anyone else unless it's in self-defense. Don't hit people. It's not that hard. That's the take. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there it is. <laughs> thanks so much for being here of the show, gang. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having me. There's no reason Megan Megan the Sally needed to rap on. <laughs> Get Lynn. I know Lynn Manuel. His wife had COVID. Get him on fucking Zoom and get him to rap something. I'm gonna rap with the Oscars over the song that everybody loves. No, no. And also, by the way, Ghostbusters is better than the. <laughs> You're just gonna keep saying that in every pop talk. <laughs> Not everyone. Just when when I get when I get worked up. <laughs>
ridiculous. Why don't you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at There It Is Pod. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jason Farr Jokes and on Instagram at Jason Farr Picks. And also go to thereitispod.com for newsletter and support info. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 